0: Hello there and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Chris Brown. Today we're going to talk about the 1982 film Visiting Hours. It's time for the late night movie on ITV. You've probably got some snacks ready to go and a beer. It's 1989 and the channel's best known, really in truth, for showing very mainstream fear. So you know you're in safe hands. Then, due to somebody's mistake, they don't show the safe, censored version of the 1982 Film Vids Hours, they show the uncut video nasty. The world did not come to an end. Dogs did not start howling at the moon, although the uh, ITV got a serious ticking off from the regulator. Indeed, I'm fairly sure many people who watched it that night only to be informed they'd watched a former member of the DPP list of banned films, will wonder what the fuss was about. For this film, a fairly mainstream effort featuring no names, will get on the list. How that would happen? That said, it was still the first uncut nasty to be shown on UK TV. Take that, Channel Four. You've heard commercials where people tell you what they thought about a movie. Listen to what an entire audience had to say about... Visiting Hours. This is not a trick. The screams you are hearing are the actual audience reaction to a sneak preview of Visiting Hours. A film so frightening you may never recover. Visiting Hours. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without bearing. visiting house also known as uh, get well soon and the fright is a 1982 serial killer slash slasher film Uh, stars michael ironside as our killer there's no um there's no spoiler there you find out who it is very very early on lee grant uh, as um the the victim being chased around and william shatner brilliantly um, who pops up as meant to be kind of like almost a, a, an additional voice of normality in this rather crazy tale. It's directed by Jean-Claude Lord as well. Right, so the story features Deborah Ballin, who is uh, played by Grant. She's a feminist, an activist, who features on television. Um, and that, that feature on the television inspires uh, the wrath of a very misogynistic psychopath, a man who will kill and it takes great pleasure in killing plenty of women. Um, so this guy is uh, called Colt Hawker, who's played by Ironside. Anyway, he watches her on a TV chat show and he gets into his head that she's a woman that he must kill. He breaks into her house and then attacks her. Uh, but she survives and escapes and is sent to County General Hospital there because of damage to muscles in her body. From there, Cole breaks in a few times, basically, and bumps off patients in the hospital as he tries to get to the television star to kill her. Uh, A nurse who um, becomes wrapped up in it after she kind of states that she wants to look after Grant uh, is stalked too and the uh, the actress for that is uh, Linda Pearl, playing a character called Sheila Munray. Um While the death count mounts, Balin has to try and persuade her friend, who's Shatner, uh, that she's being stalked, and uh, finally everything comes to quite a grisly head. Where else, of course? We're in the hospital basement, as we have this cat and mouse game between um, the patient, Who's being and also the uh, the killer. In this hospital, your next visit may be your last. So frightening, you may never recover. Starring Lee Grant, William Shatner, Linda Pearl. Um and there's really no need to go into spoiler territory with this one. I know in the previous ones I have done and kind of gone into very exacting detail of the plot in terms of what happens because I need to for the um for the uh, for the for, you know for the, to explain why it was banned. This isn't really the case here because um, well the well for the reason that the the cuts were there but they were there for um, for different reasons and it's trim the edges off. It's not quite like one big massive scene. That's the reason why the um, the film is uh, was was headed to DPP list. Uh, but I, what I will say is uh, this feels like a slasher film at its heart. Ironside, his uh, character characters is Cole, is a violent, grim killer. He stabs away around the wards in a very compassionless manner and um, he has a knife on him but also a camera to take very uh, depressing mementos. Last week actually I said I wasn't that keen on the film, which isn't that fair actually I mean I rewatched it this week and um, I wouldn't say I was surprised by it but I enjoyed the story. It's got tense moments. What I would say is there isn't a huge amount of depth to the tale. It does try and elevate itself, though. Um, There are dark touches about domestic violence with um, a lot of the characters in it are touched by it, actually. Um, Balam is the campaigner who um, is uh, anti-violence and um, who is hunted for her beliefs. Our nurse, played by Pearl, is a, a former victim from an abusive husband. who's trying to help others. Indeed, one of the um, one of the plot devices is a, ma- a woman who is attacked uh, by Cole in his flat, and then uh, finds out more information and leaks that to the to the nurse, which kind of sets in motion the end. Um. And of course, uh, these people are haunted and damaged with um, with what's happened. And Cole, as well, is also very much taunted and damaged with the relationship with his father, uh, which led to him snapping when his mother fought back, throwing burning oil into uh, the, the father's face. There's also some slightly unusual scenes. I don't know if they're deliberately, overtly to make you kind of feel a bit uncomfortable. But um the scenes where there's closeness between the father and son is feel slightly um there's an undercurrent there that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. He's um he's very much on top of his son, shall we say, although it isn't actually alluded to if there was any sexual abuse on the cards. There's So that's permeating along the bottom of, you know, the undercurrents of the story. There's also this strange theme about um, whether we should use self-defense, which would make more sense as a theme for the film if there wasn't quite so much vicious violence and, like, an unlikely bad guy, really. I mean, you know, Cole is um, an incredibly violent man, and uh, Grimley would attack and, uh, you know, uh, is willing to be very sadistic in the violence that he carries out. Take, you know, he, he he's a kind of bloke who nudges a woman when there's a knife in it just so he can get a better shot for his photographs. So in that sense, I think, um, you know, you can't really uh, say, you know, it's... he's not You know, day to day, you know, you take something that's very sad and very horrible like domestic violence and it's difficult in a slasher film to truly convey that kind you know, to try and have an interesting conversation about it. And also that you know, with self defence as well, I mean, you know, you know, the man is relentlessly following you. The police are next to useless and don't believe you. He can basically get into the hostel whenever he wants because he's slightly more intelligent than the rather flat footed policeman out of there so he kind of so he does and uh, you know so in the end uh, you, you can't I, I, you know what, are you, what, what is the director saying does this woman sacrifice her beliefs or does she not I think it's interesting you know uh, flash bulbs going off with hair with blood on her hands um, I think it's an interesting tale as if like she'd almost been found out for a pacifistic view and uh, you know Cole's is willing to mutilate himself to get a chance to killing her. So, you know, it's. If you get chased by Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger or one of those, you know, I think it's a bit unfair to suggest rather than, you know, lashing out because of domestic violence. I don't think the two are comparable in truth. He's go right through this hospital till he gets Wait me. a minute, for God's sakes. You know how many people are dead because of me? Not because of you, because of him. Don't do that to yourself. We found the place we escaped from. It's been sealed off. What's going sealed? on in there. This place isn't sealed. He's in. He's out. Yeah. Put my oh, hey, sake, you got be on, on that Will you come here? Nothing come here. Sucks. Come here. Will you sit down? Why? Why is he after me? Because you're a strong woman. You're independent. Capable of making decisions. Decisions that sway public opinion. You make a lot of people angry, Dad. What did I say? What did I say? What did I do? It's the Janet Macklin thing. That's why the big push, he he doesn't want you to make that second interview. Why doesn't he go after her? Because you're telling America that she's right, and you're telling a sick mind that he's wrong. You're the focus, not her. You've triggered a psychopath. I want to go home now. You can't. I'm... I'm gonna stay with you all night, and in the morning, I'll quietly get you out. Despite all this stuff, though, you know, it's got a solid Friday night eff- you know, feel to it. It's, it's a decent enough effort, and without you know the gore, you wouldn't expect it to be that much of a nasty, really. Um, you know, there's some very there's some very bad reviews for it on uh, on the internet. I noticed uh, it's currently rating 14%. On oh, no, Rotten Tomatoes, not that you know those aggregate sites are particularly brilliant for older films. Um, you know, it's got a great cast. Ironside's now best known for films like Starship Troopers, Top Gun, Total Recall. You know, and he's he's pretty horrendous as a, as the killer, you know, breathing life. into so who is a very quiet major in truth. Um, a little bit of trivia from the time: uh, the limp that Ironside's bought to the ends of the foot movie was real. He broke his ankle on the first day of filming um, and he was co- partly cast as Carl cult talker, uh because he was very good in uh, Scanners, the David Cronenberg film, which has the same producers as uh, Visiting Hours. Um, I forgot to mention that uh, this is a Canadian production, you see, so it has, uh, it was back from the days when you used to be able to get quite a few quid for budget horror in Canada so I mean that's probably why you know it was e- it was easily made. Uh, Grant obviously known for The Omen two and a uh, Peyton Place, and uh, you know it gives a solid performance despite the fact that effectively her role is the hysterical woman. And William Shatner, uh, being William Shatner <laughs> in truth probably, um, although uh, he's not you know he he's been his usual self although he's uh, not. Upstaging too many people, I was going to say. There's a fantastic moment in it though. Uh when he, he pushes aside police in the crime scene when they get to Cole's house. And uh, you know, he's just like a TV producer or something, but he, but he dies through, He'll get out of my way. I've got some evidence to show, to show what's happening here. And everyone's like, Yep, so like, let this guy through, you know, potential serial killer's house for your ghost son. Show us what you've got. You know, dives into a, a police car and there's <laughs> moments of excitement, it's, it's brilliant stuff, like god knows, it's just classic, you know, Saturday, You know, Friday night thriller kind of stuff really, um, you know, it's popcorn fodder. The girl that was killed two weeks ago, got a whole assortment in there. Jesus Christ, what the hell is this? Step back. Look at that. He's created a death mask. Oh, get out of here! Uh, the director, Jean-Claude Lorde, uh, began his career as an apprentice to Pierre Papry at a uh, um, You know, he used to work on assistant directors on uh, a lot of films for a his own feature, which is delivering Noir de Mal um, in 1965. I think it's Bingo in '74, which is about the uh, you know post-October crisis, post-War paranoia in North America, which was um, which kind of like made him look like he was a proper player. This obviously this Canadian production, because he's from you know he's from Quebec, was his first English-language gig, and uh, to be fair, it, you know let's be honest about this, it was a modest success, mainly due to the fact it, you know they've done it on a low budget. Um, if we're going through all the titles, I forgot to mention the French title, and I think it's fair to consider the fact he's a French director. "Terror à la Hôpital Central, which unsurprisingly t- translates to the terror of central hospital. Literal, I think would be the best way to describe that as a title. Very, very literal. Anyway, nowadays Lord works mainly in television. But that hospital, it was hospital used in the film, was the Veterans Hospital in Senneville, Quebec. I mean, they used it both for interior and exterior shooting for the film. It's very much like a one, two, you know, very limited locations for the movie. And I think uh, the reason for that, you know, obviously it's low budget. Almost, in fact, the fact that uh, the terrorization of this this nurse character seems to almost come from the fact that we were desperate for another location to kind of break up the action in the, uh, in the third in the, in the in the final third uh, act, it's um, you know it, it does kind of have that feel of you know we need to get out of this hospital for a bit, if nothing else. Um, the theme is supposed you know the music the musical score is supposed to take its lead from Halloween in truth. Um, you know I mean the the music's done by Jonathan Goldsmith. Uh, personally. I don't think, it, it certainly doesn't have the, um, the kind of, the strength in that music, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't sound as iconic maybe as Halloween and, uh, and that kind of like tinkly piano kind of stuff that on the synth dates the movie and you know pretty much exactly where it's from, although you could probably date it from Shatner's hairline if I was being unusually harsh. So, you know, it's a simple film, reasonably well made and certainly like, a lot classier than most of the films on this list. I mean, you know, let's not stand up and call it a masterpiece, but there isn't much to it. So why did it face the wrath to be placed on the DPP's list of video nasties? Well, the BBFC cut the x rated version in 1982 for a cinema release by uh, 1 minute and 10 seconds. Now, this minute and 10 seconds basically focused on um, a couple of times where Blade goes into a body and a moment when a, a, a woman... Oh, yes. There's, there's three, actually. There's um, there's a couple of... I think there's a stabbing element. Um, when he kicks a woman's foot to get more... You know, who's been stabbed to get like better reaction shots for his photographs. And um, there's an off-screen rape in it as well, or supposed rape, and a sexualized attack. And uh, that being trimmed down as well, because there's, you know, blades between legs and stuff like that. Something that, the, I mean, w- was a problem in this country, for, and, and it's, it's still kind of a little bit as well. Kind of sexualized violence. Even though, later on, she says that uh, he was unable to get it up. Anyway, this cut cinema version was released by uh, CBX and Fox. As a video, and it was listed as a video nasty in September 1984, but was dropped from the list the next month. Now, probably the reason for that was when it was realised that the um, that the film was actually the cut version that had been passed, and therefore almost certainly not, um, or not, you know, absolutely not a video nasty as it were. Um. So the cut cinema release was then passed 18 without further BBFC cuts in '86 after the scare once the British Board of Film Classification had control of video. And that's actually the current version that's available legally in the UK. Whenever you rent or buy a video, you need to be sure that the film you choose is suitable for the audience at home. To help you, there are certificates given to films which tell you broadly what the film is like. This film has been classified 18, which means it's for adults only. It's an offense for your shop to supply an 18 video to anyone under that age, so don't ask them to break the law. An 18 film will certainly have an adult theme and might well contain strong scenes of sex or violence, which could be quite graphic. It may also contain some very explicit language, which will frequently mean sexual swear words. The video certificates are there to give you the chance to make an informed choice. They allow you to have peace of mind and be entertained. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the film. Um, said that the cuts were again mainly for sadism rather than anything else, and um, it's not particularly graphic. Um, so I, my guess would be it would be released uncut now if it was. I'm almost certain it would be. Um, there's a cheap DVD available from the US if you want to see the uncut version. Um, so amazingly, considering the fact that this is you know you know got 20th Century Fox at the beginning of the film and all that and you know some major stars, um the only time that's actually been available to watch in its uncut form in the UK was that fateful night in 1989 when ITV by accident showed the movie uncut.: I want to go home. You developed a mild infection. That's why they put that thing in you. I am not hearing things. God damn it! I want to go to the window. I need some air. You're going to catch pneumonia? Don't say anything, please. I'm right where he wants me. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Do you understand? matter of time okay well that's that's that for tonight for this week in terms of the film um we've got some other stuff uh, quickly to discuss mainly in thanks and terms. Thank you very much for the reviews on iTunes for those that have done it. Fantastic! It's great that it's been done. It you know really highlights what we've been doing and it gets more people to listen. Uh, Mr Dubcraft, who was a listener from my old Night Gallery podcast days. Uh, thanks very much for that for that review. Also Mr Thing as well who, uh, who who's jumped over from the old podcast and is enjoying it. Um, and also Ash Dev, who found found us through iTunes. Uh, thanks all very much for those reviews. It's it's been it's you know it's great. It spreads the, the words about what I'm doing, and um, it, it's fantastic, really in truth. So thanks a lot for that. And um, lots of people have uh, got on touch with touching me on Twitter as well. So thanks a lot to uh, like Edward Crandall, John Cotter, uh Peter Schmidt. Uh, Jim Moon who uh, runs the fantastic Hypnogoria podcast um, which follows, he's spoken about the Vision Nasties before and a lot of the films we I touch on, he's touched on um, Fulshi and stuff like that so I recommend if you don't listen to him to, to give him a listen. Absolutely fantastic stuff, a, a brilliant podcaster. So there's all that and um, so if you want to get hold of me that would be brilliant. Um, go to my website videonastiespodcast.com There you can leave any comments on any of the articles that I put up basically at the moment, it's mainly just links to the podcasts and also trailers Um, then there's also you can contact me through email at videonastiespodcast at gmail.com or you can get me through my private Twitter which is where a lot of other people have been getting me at the moment, it's at orange underscore monkey Um, talk about lots of different things but um if you want to say hello say hello and, I, and i'll say hello back if there's anything in particular you want to discuss i am just saying sorry i've missed any, if i missed anybody else and i know i have done um, I, I, you know there's been loads and it's been fantastic um, you know considering how early we are into the run we are i mean you kind of start these podcasts and you kind of it feels like you step off a cliff initially just trying to you know Trying to get get some traction going and get people subscribed, so they you know, so you can get some recommendations and stuff. Uh, but people have been jumping on board really quickly, and that's fantastic news. So, what are we going to talk about next week? Well, I think um, in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to do Evil Dead because the remake's coming out. So we've got the first big one film, as it were, like you know, the one of the tempo good um, films that everyone knows we'll do that for when, around when the remake happens But next, so next week I was thinking maybe go for one of the smaller more low key films so we're going to do Don't Go Into The Woods alone dot 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 alone um, which is you know if you're a fan of silly low budget horror uh, and you know don't take this stuff too seriously I think there's stuff in there that you will enjoy so, until then, take care. Oh, and, and yeah, and also there are like a million films beginning with the word "don't" in the list. It's unbelievable. It's like and blood as well. So that you know, we, you know, we're talking about not doing things. Um, you know, in, I'm not doing things in alphabetical order and picking them at random. There is some thought gone into it, but the idea of having to do six weeks of all the of all the don'ts just oh, unbelievable. But anyway, I'm rambling. So, until next week. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video, Nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How can you judge on a video, Nasty? Have oh, you seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.